What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And we forgot to buy Windex while we were out today. Woo! We're on episode 92, where we're going to talk about our ideal Life is Strange 3, featuring Dan from the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. But first, we've got a few segments for you, including... I uh, wanted to tell you that we forgot Windex and Pledge today. Herps. Like, as we were setting up today, I was like, I'll make that my intro. Yeah. 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 Well, we have two more weeks before someone's coming over, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we got time to forget again. But while we were out, so you always see me drinking by, not, not sponsored, because uh, too low of an audience. But I love you all. Uh, seriously, like, uh, I don't want anybody thinking, though, that, like, oh, it, like, he's a buy shill. I am. But for other reasons than you think. Um, but yeah, so out, as we were out, there was a buy bubbles. There, bubbles. Uh, bubbles. And so I guess it's a seltzer. It's just another seltzer out there. Anti seltzer? I guess so. That's uh, not what it says. Antioxidant just, beverage. Maybe it's just that, but bubbly. 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 Liz, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Why are you yeah. good? Because I got a new purse. Yeah? What's yeah. it like? It's gray, and it's just a little bigger than the one I had before, because I always have this like fight between having enough space in my bag, mm-hmm. but having a smaller bag, because I hate carrying around the big ones, because it ends up being like, me carrying around trash bag, because that's what I end up doing. True. But this one is like the perfect size because I have to carry like I if I had a choice, I would not carry a purse. It's very annoying. It gets in the way. I totally understand. Shut up. Oh, but I have to carry a purse because I have to carry my EpiPens with me everywhere I go just in case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's that. But um, I love purses. Yeah. I before we met, it might have even been after we met. I used to have like a horde of purses. Yeah, you did. Dating. Yeah. Okay. You did. I remember that. I had, I had, I literally had a drawer in my dresser mm-hmm. full of different purses, small purses, big purses, pink, brown, black. Like I had purses galore that I did not get rid of until I went to college, I think, was yeah. when I got rid of them. And I tried to lower it down to one bag. But ever since then, I've gone back and forth between small and big and small and big and small and big. So I like this one. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect size. I fit everything I had in my old purse in it, and it's not stretching it. There's still smushy room. Right. If I needed to, like, throw something in there, like if I bought, like, a small snack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, like, you needed me to carry, like, something. Because sometimes you have your glasses case for some reason. or I never do anymore. Your keys, your wallet. But yeah. like before, I'd be, like, barely fitting your keys on the top. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I have enough room, and I'm excited about my new purse. I do the same thing with wallets. I go through wallets like crazy because I like organization. So we want to remind everybody that we're on social media. Well, I want to get the <laughs> No, I know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we do have a special guest today, and yeah. we're going to get to him uh, eventually. Eventually. Uh, but, but we have uh, two segments we want to give to you. Uh, then we're going to bring on Dan. Uh, but first, we want to remind everybody that we're on social media at Gaming Groceries. Or you can follow us on, uh, individually on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually. Be friends with us there. And definitely check us out on Instagram. I forgot to post something today. I know what I want to post, but 
I'll do it later then, I guess. Okay. Oops. But, you know, follow us on Instagram. I'm always posting there as well as our website or Facebook too. Find us on Facebook. Um, website, gamesandgroceries.com where you can listen to all the audio podcasts from the website as well as so you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions. Like, you know, places like uh, Play FM or even Radio Public. Definitely check us out on Radio Public. Uh, definitely uh, helps out the show if you listen to it from there. And if you're so inclined definitely hit that subscribe button if you haven't already uh hit that notification bell if you're watching us on youtube so, so that we know that like oh there's an audience here that's awesome and uh definitely write us a review on Podchaser or on itunes it definitely helps out the show a lot because it puts us up in the algorithm and last thing last piece of uh call to action kind of deal uh i just want to remind people to definitely email me uh contact at gamesandgroceries.com uh, or even tweet at me or or anything. Or I got you know you're allowed to talk to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I got a nice little email from uh, I won't say his last name because he didn't give him permission. Uh, but you know this uh, nice guy Michael. Uh, you know he emailed me and it just reminded me like I I haven't been telling people to email me, and he reminded me to do that. It like being serious here. It really means a lot mm-hmm. when people reach out because we do this show yeah. to reach people. And it's awesome when people email and have nice, nice little comments and we can have a nice little conversation. If you just want to email saying hello, uh, that's, that's what, Sup. yeah. Uh, honestly, that means more to me yeah. than any amount of subscribers that we can get, like to be frank with you. Yeah. Um, but to be Adam with you, oh, let's just jump into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies in the past week and we like to recommend it or we don't recommend it. And we watch these movies on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and sometimes Disney Plus or in theaters. And we like to let you know if we recommend it or not. And this week's movie is a movie that we saw on Prime Video called A Dark Place. So that is A Dark Place. It does have another name I found out. Hmm. I forget what the other name is. Liz, opening thoughts. Um, why don't you do the opening thought? Okay, why? We watched it a few days ago, and I'm still trying to remember. Wow. Uh, but yeah. So one thing. So I'll just just jump into my notes here, uh, right from the bat. Bonus points because it was based in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Let's go, Pennsylvania boys. Let's go. Pennsylvania is our home state. And anything that's based in Pennsylvania, like that Netflix series that just um, happened, um, I'm not okay with this. Yes. Uh, that's based in Pennsylvania, so shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is based in Pennsylvania. Uh, it takes place in a fictional town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, bonus points for that. But the introduction of these characters feels very natural. The exposition is given... I, I, I There's no better way to say it than just... It was given well. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say that the exposition was perfect in that yeah. way. There were some awkward things, uh, because I put down on my notes, it was handled realistically aside from Facebook. Cause this takes yeah. place in 2019. It takes place in 2019, but it looked like the early 2000 setup of Facebook, mm-hmm. like 2010, maybe mm-hmm. like it looked like the first setup of Facebook that it I does. had. So um, that wasn't realistic at all. I'm not even sure how they got that. <laughs> and the other part is like, it co- oh, you didn't silence your phone. Herbs. How dare you? Oh, your mom texted me. 
was <laughs> like, you didn't silence your phone. Like, that was just your mom texting me. No, it wasn't. That wasn't the notification. I just and, see a text from your mom. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> we're professional here. Um, but as somebody who, you know, was in youth ministry for a while, I know about teen culture. Uh, they had a middle schooler on Facebook in 2019. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Nope. That doesn't happen. Like, and it was like a bunch of like that. She would have had and like, yeah, like all the kids in this town had a Facebook. I'm just like, "Mm, they wouldn't be on Facebook. They think that's for old people now. I would understand that if she was the only one for Facebook, I get that. Yeah. But it was like all the kids in the town had Facebook. I was like, yeah. "Ah." Like, oh, this is 2019, not 2010. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it was realistic. I like the exposition. Um, I feel like I've messed with my settings in my voice. So uh, if you sh- if you hear a change in the next segment, now you know why. <laughs> but so the pacing, uh, you know, in accordance to uh, this segment, the pacing is a bit slow yes. in this movie. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm going to mess was, my settings a little bit. Of course. Um, it was a little slow, like... But I, I I enjoyed this movie. Like, there was never a point where I was, like, bored. Like, I was interested the whole time. So I don't think it was that slow. I think it was slow. Hey, I like this one. That sounds better. Um, no, the, the way I'm talking about it, it feels slow. It's it just, like, there was no tension. This is supposed yeah. to be a thriller movie. Yeah. And it didn't I didn't feel well, that was, tension. I think it was more supposed to be suspense, not thriller. Is there a difference? Yeah. Suspense it like keeps you like wondering all the time. Whereas thriller, it's like I guess. I feel like thriller is more like Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. And things like that. Whereas this is suspense. Like suspense is more like Yeah. A mystery, and you're like, you feel suspense when you're mm-hmm. watching it. Like, so it's the poor you're supposed to. Yeah. I, I still don't feel that, but I think this is a suspense, not a thriller. And that suspension, that tension really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It no, tried to, but however, I did feel more engaged. The main character's name is Donnie, and I felt more connected with Donnie because he was, um, his character is mentally disabled. Um, and he's kind of coping with that as you're like solving this kind of mystery. And it's more mm-hmm. of a human story than it is a suspense movie. Yeah, like they're focusing more on his story than the thing he's trying to figure out. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I think that they were more focusing on his story rather than building a uh, suspension yeah. of the character. No, I agree. Um, but the ending wasn't really the cleanest in this movie. Yeah. I, like I felt like disappointed with the with the ending. I felt the ending was still good, but it could have left it all. Like, they didn't need that last scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is that, like, I I still enjoyed it with the journey with Donnie. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it tried to be a suspense movie. Mm-hmm. But it didn't leave me in suspense. It left me more with wanting more of Donnie's story. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that, but... You know, since we're running out of time here, yeah. um, let's just go into our final rankings, like our final ratings. What did you give it? I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I would recommend it if mm-hmm. it was the type of movie that you're interested in. It's definitely something to watch. Like I said, even though it was different, it still I wasn't bored. I didn't check feel the need to check my phone in the middle of the movie at all. Yeah. Um, the only reason I gave it a seven is partially because it wasn't that suspenseful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't realistic. Yeah. In as far as times, like I told Adam multiple times when we were watching it that it looks like it was filmed in like 2010, 2011 and released in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it looked. So I also gave it a seven and a seven in our books is a decent movie. Mm-hmm. It's decent and that's good. But there is a lot left to be told. And I think this was an indie film, too. Yeah, I believe so. So I gave it a lot of leeway. Yeah. Uh, and I did enjoy Donnie's story in this. I, I think his character uh, was really well written. Uh, I was engaged with his story more than the story of the the suspense and the thriller and yeah. the mystery. Um, but, you know, uh, again, it's called A Dark Place. It's on Prime Video. If you want to check it out for yourself, you know, don't take our rewards for it. But I gave it a seven. She gave it a seven. We think it's a decent movie. I think I would recommend it. Uh, it's about an hour and a half. So doesn't really take away your time too much. But, you know, I, I think it was good. Yeah. So, um, but again, Dark Place, it's on Prime Video. So uh, with that said and done, let's talk about video games now with our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. That's what we're here, we're here for. Uh, by the way, if you hear me messing with my settings, um, it's because I, I started to listen to our podcast with different headphones, and I started to notice that, like, okay, my settings are a little too high on the gain, and so I'm, like, constantly messing with it because... I hear what I hear from my headphones and the editing headphones, but then I put on my Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. And I was like, ah, Like your everyday earbuds. My everyday earbuds. And I was like, oh, yeah. man. It's because I want to perfect this show to be professional. We're also going to hang foam on the corners because I could hear the echo. Eventually. Yeah. We just have to find time to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Just letting you know. We're constantly improving. We're working on it. We're working on it, just like our our own lives. Um, But let's go into the number three gaming news, and that's Google Stadia. I don't miss talking about this. Google Stadia, everybody. And we're not talking about how they are not paying developers enough to be on their platform. Basically, they're going to developers and saying that, we're Google. You want to be on our platform? Google. That's basically what they're doing. They're paying them, but not nearly enough. That's not what we're talking about. No, because speaking of getting developers on, uh, they managed to poach the head of Sony Santa Monica. And if that name sounds familiar, Sony Santa Monica was the one who produced the latest God of War game, God of War PS4, (laughs) I guess you call it. Um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, What was her name? Uh, Shannon Studstill. I was going to say Studill. But it's stud still. But yeah, Shannon Stud still from Sony Santa Monica for their new studio in Playa Vista, which is the same neighborhood as where she worked. So she's in the same neighborhood as Sony Santa Monica, oh. which is crazy. Um, there's a lot of uh, questions about the longevity of Stadia. It seems like it's drip feeding in games and these developers saying like it's not enough to be on that platform. Mm-hmm. And then Google released this statement. The new Playa Vista studio, I might be saying that name wrong, I'm sorry, um, will focus on delivering exclusive games uh, like your other studios. 
good job. Um, using new gameplay mechanics, creative ways to play together, and unique interaction models that we're just starting to explore, uh, Jade Raymond said in a statement. Uh, while we're not ready to share specific game plans yet, rest assured we are listening to what gamers want and adding our own little Stadia twist to create new IP and experiences. Good job, your game development studio. That's what you do. Yeah. But I understand why she's saying that. Like, she has to put in, like, that kind yeah. of quote. Um, but, yeah, this is a big veteran coming into Google Stadia. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's really just showing that Stadia is trying mm -hmm. to, like, you can tell that at this point that Stadia is like, all right, we're going to start making our own stuff. Yeah. We got, And they're trying to get people to do that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it just comes into play that they're bringing in all these veterans. Yeah. And it's just like a question of like, that's great, but are you going to utilize them in the correct yeah. way? So it's another wait and see type of thing. Yeah. I, I think it's going to go well-ish, I think. But to get Shannon stud still, that's crazy. That's mm -hmm. insane. But we'll see. Time will tell on that. Uh, But let's just jump right into our number two gaming news. And if e3 everybody um the retail and production partner i am 8-bit i am 8-bit uh dropped out yep the, he uh the i am 8-bit dropped out as the retail production partner for e3 just three months before the show starting which is crazy so Sh sony dropped out jeff Keeley dropped out now they're production. I'm not even sure how they're going to afford it now. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, now, I am 8-Bit put out this quote on Twitter. It's with mixed emotions. I love that. Uh, it's with mixed emotions that I am... I, love, I didn't notice that before. They tagged themselves in their own tweet. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, that I am 8-Bit has decided to resign as creative directors of what has to be an evolutionary... E3 2020 floor experience. I like that, that they're saying it's supposed to be evolutionary. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. Uh, we produced hundreds of gaming plus community events. And it was our dream to be involved with E3. We wish the organizers the best of luck. Hmm. So it's supposed to be revolutionary. It's supposed to be evolutionary. They had Same thing with Jeff Keighley. He saw the direction that E3 was going this year and was like, ah. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure how they're going to pull E3 off this year. I have a feeling it's not going to be that great. And that's the thing. Like, on a little side note here, um, E3 is still going on, even though Los Angeles is now in a state of emergency due to the coronavirus. And um, the ESA is still being like, eh, yeah, we're like good. they should at least consider postponing it, if not just canceling it for this year. Yeah, maybe like I feel like maybe cancel it this year, recollect, figure your stuff out, mm -hmm. come back next year. Yeah, even South by Southwest is canceled. Yeah, GDC was canceled. Like it's just kind of like, dude, come on. I don't know. Use your noodle. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just kind of wacky. It's it's a very odd situation um i really hope that e3 goes well this year because i love e3 mm -hmm. i really do and even on a business side i've been yeah. seeing a lot of people tweet including uh our former guests uh douglas bogart 
Oh, Bogart. Oof. Anyways, um, of limited run games, he was like saying that, like, listen, even if you hate E3 as a business standpoint, there's a lot of meetings that happen at E3. Yeah, there's a lot of business transactions. There's a lot of uh, networking that happens yeah. at E3. There's a lot of name dropping at E3 that helps companies. Mm-hmm. Um, especially our friends over at Adams Ascending. Yeah, guess how I found out about that game? You guessed it, E3. But so it is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. However, the ESA is just handling it so poorly. Yeah. Um, but that kind of brings us into our number one gaming news. And uh, we want to really get into this one uh, because I'm very excited about this. Is that there's going to be a Last of Us television show on HBO. Yeah. Um, you're looking at the price of HBO now, aren't you? Yeah, I forgot to look it up earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me talk about this a little bit while you look that up. Okay. But through Twitter, HBO announced that there was going to be the show based on the video game, of course, The Last of Us. And it's going to be co-written and co-created by Neil Druckmann. It is $15 a month. Are you serious? HBO now. Yeah. Well, so is Netflix. If you go up to the 4K. Um that's weird. But yeah, we also have Hulu Live TV. So maybe there's a package deal. Because yeah. I was also talking about this. A uh, little side note. I was also talking about this, that I want to watch this Last of Us show, but I also want the Halo Showtime show. Yeah. So maybe there's a package on Hulu where you can get HBO and Showtime. Yeah. Um, I guess you're looking into that now. Um, nope. But yeah, Neil Druckmann, who is the creator behind, um, he, he's the head of Naughty Dog Studios, I believe. And he's going to be co-creating it with uh, Craig Mazin, if I said his name right. I'm sorry about that. But he's uh, he was the creator and the writer behind Chernobyl, which is the HBO hit series. And they're creating it together. And Druckmann uh, actually was interviewed. It's $6 to add, to add Hulu, HBO to Hulu. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, bang. But yeah, so... I want to read this quote from uh, Neil Druckmann talking about Craig Mazin. I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. I'm sorry. But Neil Druckmann says this to uh, The Hollywood Reporter. From the first time I sat down to talk to Craig, I was equally blown away by his approach to narrative and his love and deep understanding of Last of Us. So that's really cool. Um, With Chernobyl, Craig and HBO created a tense harrowing emotional masterpiece i couldn't think of a better partners uh uh, couldn't think of better partners to bring the story of last of us to life as a television show that's really awesome uh and he's right like craig craig mazin Mm -hmm. has experience yeah neil Druckmann knows last of us Mm -hmm. they're both in that creative mindset and it's on hbo so you know it's gonna be quality yeah I think this is the best scenario to happen to this. Yeah. What do you think? I'm excited. Um, I was a little disappointed when I heard it was on HBO because that means we have to buy HBO. Well, that's like when we reported on Halo being on short Showtime. And I was like, come on. Yeah. But now, <laughs> especially now that we have Hulu, we can just add those channels on rather mm-hmm. than getting the HBO app, getting the Stars app. and or, Showtime. Yeah, Showtime, whatever. Mm-hmm. All of them. Um but it's a benefit because we do like, like there are a lot of HBO shows that I'm just like, oh, that looks so good. And I'm like, oh, it's on HBO. I can't watch it. Yeah. So like, I know that that'll like definitely help us when we're like, what do we want? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's that, that's just it. Um, now, the last thing I want to say about this little piece of news piece is that Chris Parnell, who is the co-president. Okay, it is co-president. I wrote down my notes because I thought it was weird. Now, vice president, co-president of PlayStation Television Studios. Uh, he revealed that this is going to be the first of many shows. Yeah. Based on PlayStation games. Yeah. And it was that that I was like, all right, then we might as well just get the HBO app. Never mind. Like, we might as well just add HBO mm-hmm. if it's good. This is not going to be the last one. So. And so, yeah, when I heard that quote, immediately when I heard this is the first name, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Got it. Like that, that's pretty much confirmed that there's a Horizon Zero Dawn television yeah. series. Because as you play Horizon Zero Dawn, you play the story and there's a lot of television-esque mm-hmm. storytelling there's definitely places where it could have just blacked out rolled credits and then move on yeah. to the next episode last uh last of us equally but horizon yeah. zero dawn especially yeah. um is definitely set for television so i don't know about god of war it might be but that pretty much confirms that there's a horizon zero dawn um on the horizon <laughs> bang um yeah any other thoughts about that um i'm excited yeah yeah i'm, I'm super I'm excited. excited for a reason to have hbo mm-hmm. and i think it's the number one if it was on netflix i would be like eh. uh, it's probably not gonna be good but the fact that it's on hbo no. neil Druckmann is yeah. co-creating it yeah. with a proven veteran to hbo series yeah no, i think it's gonna be one of the greatest shows really good mm-hmm. so super super excited but Speaking of super excited, I know what you're all here for. I can read your minds through your earbuds because, yeah, that's how mind control works. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. But we have a special guest for you. If you heard the podcast, the greatest story ever played podcast, we have Dan from there. We're going to be talking all about Life is Strange 3. It's not out yet, but we're just going to be chatting up about Life is Strange 3 and what are our ideal Life is Strange 3 would look like if they announced it. So um, let's just bring them on with our final segment. Coffee time. All right. We're back with our guest, Dan, our repeated guest. Yeah. It's uh, it's our first repeat guest, I think. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But um, but yeah, uh, Dan, introduce yourself again, I think. I'm back. I'm a recurring <laughs> character now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, do a podcast called The Greatest Story Ever Played. Um, we cover narrative-driven games for the most part, and sometimes a little looser than that. Um, recently, we did something like uh, we did To the Moon. We're going to do Bioshock Infinite soon. So, nice. Uh, yeah, we hit up games like that. Uh, also, Adam came on as a guest one time, and we talked about uh, the new God of War game. So Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was That was a good one. Mm-hmm. yeah thanks for having me back on too this is awesome oh for sure yeah we want to definitely get you back on especially on uh something like this where we talk about life is strange because i think uh me and you uh have a lot of similar thoughts but also very um contrasting thoughts too about uh life is strange uh the series so i definitely wanted your contrasting uh because we're going to uh fight in this episode no. i believe no no fighting <laughs> <laughs> no, no. um but i definitely wanted your perspective as well 
Awesome. No, yeah, I'm glad to be on and talk about uh, the game series that we both love. Yeah, for sure. And if anybody's uh, watching or listening to us, um, you can you can definitely go in the description down below. I'll have his podcast linked uh, in his preference. Um, what 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 platform would you like us to listen to? Uh, iTunes or any specific one? Yeah, iTunes is fine. Whatever. All right, I'll have his uh, iTunes uh, link down below in the description if you want to uh, check out his uh, beautiful podcast, if I might say. <laughs> when he, by the way, when he said to the moon, I when he when he did that, I was like. I didn't think that game was coming out, but I was thinking of Moons of Madness, mm. which is coming out the 24th, and that looks phenomenal, uh, but so does Two of the Moon. I looked <laughs> it up, and I was like, wait, that's not the game I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's get this conversation started. We're definitely talking about our ideal Life is Strange 3, and I think to start off this conversation, uh, let's talk about uh, each of us, you know, kind of briefly. What, what we liked and what we didn't like in past Life is Strange episodes. So, uh, Dan, let, let's start with you. What did and what didn't you like about Life is Strange so far? Uh, well, I'll start with one thing I liked, uh, which is whoever's in charge of, like, the music department in the Life is Strange yes. universe. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Morelli has, like, the instrumentals. They're perfect in uh, the first game and in Life is Strange 2. Mm-hmm. And then whoever chooses the licensed music, it's great in yeah. all three games. Uh, they're perfect. So mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing. Whoever does that needs to be in charge still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, and then I think the other like big thing I would really like to see kept is uh like the power origin story so Mm -hmm. um Mm. i guess also anyone who's listening to this spoilers obviously for all the games but oh um, i forgot (laughs) to say that's wait wait wait. no spoiler alert continue there we there we go now we're covered uh so right max finds out she can time travel by seeing chloe get shot and then Daniel finds out that he has uh, teleconnect powers when he sees his dad get shot by that cop. And so I think that the idea of like trauma um, plus maybe youth, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if you have to be young, but trauma uh, somehow causes the power to emerge. And I mm-hmm. think that should be maintained. I think that's yeah. a good start. Mm-hmm. I think I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through a little bit like what what haven't you liked about Life is Strange series. Um, I know you like the series a lot. Is there anything that you really just kind of bugs you about the about the series? Uh, I, I guess these would be maybe more like preference thoughts, but uh, I think that Life is Strange 2 showed us that one location is better than being on the move. Like, mm. uh, mm-hmm. I agree. The, before the storm in the main game being in Arcadia Bay, mm-hmm. I think that was better than being on the road. Um but then for Life is Strange 2, the best episode, in my opinion, was the one at the pot farm where you were basically at one location the whole time. Yeah. That's the one where I started to think like, OK, now we're picking up. Now this is yeah. good because we got introduced to all these characters. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah good take. Yeah. So it seems like one location is best. That would probably be better. Uh, and then uh, I think playing with the character with the power is also better. Um, mm-hmm. Being Max, mm-hmm. I think, was more fun than being Sean or Chloe in Before the Storm. I think having mm-hmm. the actual control of the power is probably better. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Liz, what are, you, what are your thoughts? What like, what did you like? What haven't you liked about Life is Strange? I definitely agree that B- 
being like playing the person with the power is better. I understand why we didn't play Daniel, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that could have brought a whole different element to the game. Yeah. Um. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the pace of season two. I mean, if you watch us play <laughs> season two, yeah, and you can hear everything I don't like about it. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was the pace. It was, we didn't, it wasn't as open as season one. Mm-hmm. Like season one, it wasn't a completely open world, but you did have some. It was open hub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, I liked that better than season two where we really didn't get to move around as much. We had a set thing. It was very linear. Yeah. We had a mm-hmm. set thing we had to do and that was mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely liked I, li- I mean, I I already like season one more than season two, but mm-hmm. it was just those little things in season two that made it feel like not the same as season one. Yeah. And so if they if the if they do a third one where it's more similar to season one, yeah, I feel like I would be more happy with that. Um, I really can't think of anything I didn't like in season one. Mm-hmm. Don't do the little tiny games. They oh the mini me. games. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. they annoy me. Um, I completely agree with the music. Music is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Keep doing whatever that is. Give them a raise. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But if, yeah, I won't go on to my next thought because that's talking. That's later. Yeah. But, yeah. And I guess briefly my thoughts is, um, now uh, we're, we're actually putting out a video pretty soon. Uh, actually, this coming Saturday, uh, as you're listening to this, uh, yeah. why I loved Life is Strange so much. So uh, I won't really dive deep into what I liked, but. I definitely like the music. Music is like the heavy hitter for me. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. the character development of the game. Yeah. Uh, especially in Life Strange 2. Yeah. You get to see like how tired they are like going yeah. forward. I, def- yeah. I definitely like the character development in that way. What I didn't like is um, something specific. Like you said, the pacing what I didn't like about Life is Strange 2 is kind of similar to what you had, Dan, is that like this one place, this one condensed place, it's it's very uh, – it helps the continuity. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how much reading you had to do in Life is Strange 2 yeah. to like catch up yeah. on everything. Uh, sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's briefly what I don't like. I kind of shared it a lot. Yeah. If you're a longtime listener yeah. uh, to the show, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's just like flow into it. Um, uh, Dan, you have some notes of uh, what what would your ideal Life is Strange three look like? Let's say, um, you know, the people from Don't Nod they say, hey, we want to get your opinion. What would be your ideal Life is Strange three? So let's just jump into it. Uh, Dan, uh, what do you have for us? Ideal. Um, okay. Well, I was thinking, I guess I don't know if you guys have thoughts this way or not, but Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, first like thinking about, okay, so there's gotta be a new power. We can't repeat. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what would your new power be for me? I'm, I would think, um, maybe like a, like a subtle mind control thing, like, uh, Obi-Wan, like these aren't the droids you're looking for. I think that could work as a power where it's like, it can kind of get you out of situations you're in, mm-hmm. but it's not, um, I don't know, too big. I guess that part of the superpower thought for me is that like, if it's too extreme, uh, 
I think the games converge verge on like being too actiony, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's I really where they that. thrive. Yeah. Uh, like Daniel was so powerful, which was fine. You didn't really see it till uh, the game was ending, basically, which mm-hmm. is fine. But like, I think if you played as a character that way, who could just you know blow a building up day one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that would really be the game yeah. that I don't know we play. So jumping on that thought, um, I think each power needs to be. And I like what you said before. You liked how it's a youth kind of thing and you really get familiar with it because we all felt this kind of way where Mm -hmm. I think that each kind of power represents like what a teenager would want. Um, And I and I again, I talked about it in the video that's coming on Saturday. Um, You know, did I did I promote it enough? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I said that in high school with Max's um, Max's power. Every teenager wants to rewind time sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you say something stupid and you're just like, I need to rewind time. Mm-hmm. Um, with, um, with of course, the um, uh, the back talking with Chloe, I guess that's her power. But then with Daniel, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, with Daniel's power, it's this little boy trying to be a man and show how strong he is. Yeah. And he's trying to take control of something and so when you're a kid you just want to show your power Mm -hmm. and i think that's where that representation comes in Mm -hmm. the other thing we haven't touched on in terms of you know what a teenager would want to do Mm -hmm. as well as it fits into the gameplay invisibility Mm. like almost like a timed invisibility like we did in halo 2 yeah Yeah. um i'm not saying that's like the perfect one but like i'm trying to think of ways that like the power can represent a struggle in a teenager's yeah. life and i think a lot of teenagers just want to be invisible just kind of gone see mine when i what i thought of when dan said um like what power would be in season three i w- i thought mind reading oh, oh. you think i just think of this really awkward teenage girl who yeah. like is be- reading the minds of like her enemy or her crush or mm-hmm. her mom and dad while like being people... invisible i see where you're going no, with this they only get one power <laughs> oh i i think though in my ideal mine wins <laughs> I don't... um yeah no but no i think that would i think be that's another good one that would be able to tie in is mind reading because mm. like imagine being like around your crush and wondering yeah not wanting to ask yeah i find it difficult to ask you what you're thinking <laughs> anyway um you're not a teenage girl well I, it could also i mean it could work with a teenage boy too yeah like it, totally it could, could work either way but i definitely think it would have to be a teenager yeah not like daniel's age yeah uh yeah dan as as a guy um oh what do you think about that power would you want that as a kid i think that's a good power mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think mind reading is good just because like uh yeah. You could have an insecure character. That's, that's yeah. Pretty yeah, that's what I mean. That's like, because you think yeah. of a lot of the time, teenager, like young teenager, like fourteen to sixteen, mm-hmm. like really insecure. Not especially in today's day and age, mm-hmm. where they can see everything on the internet. They just wonder what everyone thinks about them. Like, it can show the positives and the negatives of knowing what everyone is thinking about you. Yeah, or thinking in general at all times. I think that would be an interesting gameplay. I would definitely play that. And see, I think that yeah. really. Uh, fits in well both uh dan uh your your answer with uh mind control and mind reading because oh his could be like the extra level yeah because like the more powerful version of mind reading so they can go together and that's that's what's beautiful because if you look in each life is strange uh and their powers 
at spoilers ahead, um, at the end of these, you start to find out that the powers you wish you had are ultimately the ones that will destroy lives. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think mind reading and mind control can beautifully fit into that. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure how invisibility would come to the demise of people, but I think mind reading, mind control can fit better in that narrative. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, Dan, did you have something to say? No, no, that's good. I didn't. I, by the way, I didn't want to sound threatening. Like, Dan, did you did you have something to say, man? <laughs> would you have something that you would like to share with the class? <laughs> you you trying to say something? <laughs> <laughs> now we brought up location, and um, I kind of want to read uh, like sprinkle in some social media answers here because uh, if you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, sure. Um, we will ask you, you know, what what your thoughts are on the uh, certain topic. Jumping into location, and I think this is a, a really good one. Uh, let me read Commander Nikki's thought here. Um, I'm going to read her entire tweet here. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe somewhere else other than the United States, uh, France. Maybe that would be cool for the devs. To be honest, uh, she wants two playable characters if possible, if necessary for couch co-op. Uh, social I- issues might be disabilities and accessibility in the world, uh, like stairs or tiny steps to go into a wheelchair. Um, but yeah, pinpointing that first one, something else besides the United States. I think that would be interesting. I think so, yeah. But, but. they already set the first two in Washington State, or not Washington State, in Oregon. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like. No, in Washington, because you start. In Seattle and life that's exchange. true. Am I right? But yes, they okay. but they're staying to that area. The the Pacific so Northwest. I, yes. Right. So I think it would be a yeah. little strange if suddenly they jumped to France or even the East Coast. Well, here's the thing, Liz. Life is strange. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, damn. Me crazy. <laughs> Save me here. Um, what, <laughs> what do you think, like, about uh, going outside of the U.S. or do you agree with uh, Liz uh, uh, staying in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, I think U.S. probably makes sense to me, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess in fairness, it we're could, all Americans. Yeah, I was so. going to say, it could be because we're all Americans <laughs> and we think it should stay in America because that's what we know. Yeah, right. of course, uh, Commander Nikki is in uh, Germany. So um, her perspective, um, and, and that's why I liked about, you know, asking people on social media because mm-hmm. different perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, I think if um, there's other places, I, I still remember, uh, I remember uh, when Assassin's remember? Creed... You know, it, I remember um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. It was always in other places in the world, right? Like Italy, Israel, mm-hmm. um, all these places. But then, uh, yeah, it went in Israel, I think. Yeah, Israel. Um, but then, when it came to the U.S. in Assassin's Creed Three, that was like a big deal because yeah. you know, like, oh, that's our, mm-hmm. you know, that's our hometown. Turned out it was one of the worst ones, but that's you know up for argument. <laughs> but I think it all comes with, uh, yeah cultural perspective as well and i think mm-hmm. she's right that you know don't not is a french organization yeah so i guess it would be fun for them but yeah um yeah dan like if if it had to be anywhere else other than the u.s where where would you want life is strange uh if it's outside the u.s i get i guess that like part of me thinks that if there's a third game mm-hmm. anyway then we're gonna probably link up with the other two like yeah. they're gonna I, I don't know. It feels like now that they're connected, you almost have to go like full MCU kind of mm. thing. Like 
you know, Life is Strange four or five or something is going to yeah. be the one that right. brings brings the gang together. Yeah. And not that like if you live in another country, you can't come to the United States. You can, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I guess that you probably all need to speak English though. Yeah. Um, and if and if your story permits that, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I I don't yeah. know. I guess probably somewhere in Europe would be cool. I mean, like I'd like to see uh game design of your like different places in europe that'd be fun true what do you think about canada like i'm talking about like uh western canada like uh vancouver or something like that that's close to the pacific northwest that would be interesting Mm -hmm. their power is niceness if it had (laughs) for me if it had to be in another country i would choose like ireland oh that could be because i'm very irish yeah (laughs) that could be part of it yeah, but I feel like always drinking Guinness. always. But I feel like that would present another cultural element. But at the same time, it's you have you can have beautiful views. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, you still have that very pretty, um, calming atmosphere that Oregon true has oh, man. given you. Yeah. So I like that. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> We're also exposing Liz that um, <laughs> France is not good enough to. No, <laughs> France is fine. I just don't know anything about like the nature side of France. I just know that like Ireland yeah. is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. quick shout out to uh, France. What's up, France? Uh, they're actually the second most uh, like, of course, U.S. is our yeah. top listeners but then france comes in second i actually have always wanted to visit france yeah so. what's up france how yeah. you doing <laughs> bonjour baguette <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so <laughs> so we the two uh, words adam knows yeah uh, um, is it baguette italian wee oui, wee oui. there you go <laughs> um yeah so like i i think you're you're um you're both right in that like I definitely like what your thought is, Dan, that it definitely needs to be connected mm-hmm. via almost almost like a MCU in that way yeah. where um, it all ties itself together. And maybe the Pacific Northwest is where it's supposed to be at. And if anything, maybe even Vancouver, where everybody's yeah. nice and all that. Yeah, everyone's nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's what Dan said. Their power is niceness. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like um. Dan, like any other notes that you have, like what do you, what else do you think? Um, about location. Oh no, just like anything. anything life is straight. Anything. Yeah, oh, life is strange. Uh, actually, this was a uh a good thing that I liked from before that I think that the game should continue on that I forgot to mention, mm. which is uh the multiple endings thing. So yes. with the first game, mm-hmm. you had the two endings that was pretty good in itself, mm. but then. Uh, Life is Strange 2 having what four endings with some variations on the endings. I think mm-hmm. you're right four, about that, four. Yeah, that's great. Like, um, I, I thought that was really good. Yeah. And um, I don't know. For me, I didn't get an ending I wanted in Life is Strange 2. I was uh, yeah. a bad, a bad brother uh, <laughs> on, ac- on accident. I didn't mean to be, so that made it worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I got a bad ending. Um, but. Uh, I think that that would be I think that's something that I'd like to see them keep running with. Like Mm -hmm. they clearly like uh, I think figured out how to make that work. Like it didn't feel like they just threw endings in that shouldn't have been earned. Like I think you did earn them along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like that. And like, can you imagine if Square Enix like finds out how to do Detroit become humans? Multiple endings. That would be 
crazy. That would be bananas. Like, I almost feel like the Troy Become Humans is too many endings. Like, Yeah. I kind of like the simplicity of having two or three endings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially with Life is Strange when it's got that such calming atmosphere. I don't need... Like, Detroit was stressful. Yeah. And I think... I mean, and maybe it wouldn't be the same with Life is Strange, but I just feel like having that many possible endings with a game that's so calm. I don't yeah. know. That's just yeah. my opinion. My preference, one thing that I've been thinking about with Life is Strange is that I would love to see like a completely open world. Uncomplete. So you went from, you like the hub world to... No, I didn't say I like that. Oh, oh, you want like a completely like... Like it would be really cool. Like I don't have to go, like if it was Life is Strange, I wouldn't have to go to the dorm. So, I could go anywhere I wanted. Like, uh, how big would you want the open world to be? Like, just the little town that they're in. Oh, okay. I understand. Like, if, if it's still based in a small town. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you don't but want don't Skyrim have, level. No. I just want my own... I just want, like, to make all my own choices. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I understand where you're going with that. Uh, because, like, when you said open world, I, immediately no, I'm I thinking Skyrim. I don't mean, Skyrim. like, all of America. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. like... <laughs> you just go to Florida one day. <laughs> I, I yeah, I just mean like just in that in their small town, I can choose where I go, what I do. Yeah, I okay. I just feel like that would be a cool element. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Did either of you play a uh, vampire from Don't On? I did play. I did play a little bit of. Va- um, is it vampire or vampire? I hear. I hear it both ways. Uh, it's probably vampire, and I just say vampire. Yeah, is that the one I started <laughs> and never finished. You did, uh, but but either way, uh, with don't nod for that one, I think they've mm-hmm. got uh, I don't know maybe like four boroughs of London or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and so it did give you some of that open world feel that like, yeah could yeah. be looking for. So I, it's at least now in their wheelhouse of possibility. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, like if it, if it was more, and it's in the same wheelhouse because, like you said, yeah. don't nod uh, with focus uh, focus interactive. Um, mm-hmm. Did Donut also make? I think it was just Focus, um, Focus Interactive that did um, Call of Cthulhu. I don't think Donut even touched that. It was just Focus. Uh, but yeah, it's already already in their wheelhouse to do Vampire. So your dreams could come mm-hmm. true someday. Yeah, like yeah. I just imagine. Like I was just thinking of like how that would work, and mm-hmm. I just imagine like if because I can only use like the first one as an example. But like you don't have to go into Jefferson's class. You can choose a skip, and that changes the whole timeline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. That yeah. would be cool. No, I like that. Just an idea. It, I don't like. I don't know if it would be a good thing or a bad thing, but it would be interesting to see how it worked in Life is Strange. Now, would that affect the episodes? Like, would that? Oh, that's another question. I didn't even write this down. Would okay, we well, want maybe this... not completely open. Maybe just like a little more freedom. Well, like let, you know, discussing that. Like, would we want this to be episodic in the way that it was? Like, where it releases episodes, or would we would we want? a full game with just certain levels attached to it. I mean, I only, my only thing with the episodes is that I hate how like they're spaced out. I think life is strange too. spaced them out way more they than they should have. That was too much. Cause I literally would forget where we were. Yeah. And what happened. Um, like Dan, did you feel, yeah. am I wrong to think that like these episodes are spaced out way too much? Like versus before the storm. <gasps> Yeah, I think they were spaced out a lot. I'm I'm definitely team episodes though. I like mm-hmm. them. Like mm-hmm. I think it works out really well. I like my like uh ending stats and getting to see that. Yeah. Yeah. As like a podcast person, I like talking about it each yeah. like, you know, speculate for 2 months or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I think something, I'm, I'm still kind of convinced that something must have went wrong at Don't Nod at the beginning <laughs> of this game. Just because of, like, the crazy delays in the beginning and episode two not being that good. Like, I think yeah. they put, I think they put an episode out that they, like, were like, shh shoot we got to put this out like uh because it's been so long kind of deal so i i don't know i i think that if they could do an episodic game but just tell us like hey it's always 10 weeks or whatever it is i yeah. think we can all accept that day one and be fine with it but if it's like in the vague of like there will be an episode two mm-hmm. uh, that's super not helpful yeah and i i think you're right like there needs to be like at least a roadmap as soon as it comes out because like yeah, like you said, when Life is Strange two came out, we're just like, when's the next episode? And it was just months. Yeah, and you just right. lost it. But I'm definitely with you, Dan. Like yeah. a team episodes, like I I love that episodic feel. Um, I love how you can kind of space out your gameplay. As a person who works full time, <laughs> um, and I can no longer binge games anymore. Like I love that you know here's your two hours, two hours to mm-hmm. three hours of gameplay. And that's, that's all you have to do. And then wait a couple months and then here's your two hours, three hours. And you don't feel like overwhelmed that you have to beat this in a, like a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. Oh, we already talked about the, um, the powers a little bit, but I just want to read uh, from at what is, what is hers? Oh, at the Nuzzling Doe. Um, at the Nuzzling Doe says, I really like the time travel mechanic, and I don't think it was used to its full potential in the first game. I like more sophisticated time puzzles, uh, more like exploring Kate's room and then uh, the payoff to be less like picking up a bottle before it falls. Uh, so she wants more <laughs> puzzles in the game. Hmm. Like having to go back in time to have the right conversation yeah and when i think about like puzzles in terms of powers yeah like um were there any like big puzzles in um life is strange 2 more than just like mini games i don't think there there were any puzzles yeah i can't think of any either would you want that like let's talk about that like would you want puzzles like sophisticated puzzles in a life is strange game or no i don't your team no i don't like having to think that hard to play a Life is Strange game. Okay. Like when we had to try and get Frank's keys. Yeah. I hate doing that because it yeah. was so much like, who am I supposed to talk to now? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Like, I don't, I like to enjoy it. Like, that's why I got hooked on Life is Strange because it was so easy. I didn't have to have video game skills to do mm-hmm. anything like I was perfectly fine just walking around and talking to people and those being the puzzles. Like you have to talk to the right person to get this out Mm -hmm. of someone, but having to do the whole time thing Uh, and figuring out how many times do I need to talk to Nathan in a row to get mm. the information I need to get Frank's keys. (laughs) Like it was to me, that was too, that was a little too much. If if I only had to talk to Nathan like three times, that's fine. Dan, are you a puzzle game man? I'm not. I'm with Liz. I don't really like puzzles. I'm not that good at them either. So yeah. like, um, straightforward yeah. puzzles are fine. Like when you're when you're playing um, mm-hmm. the, what was that puzzle game that you hated that I always got the answers for you? <laughs> I don't want to say the witness. 
Yeah. I hated the because I love puzzle games so much. <laughs> and the witness frustrates me. Uh, like there, but puzzles like that I'm fine with. But like puzzles where it's like I have to like do something like that over like the talking and figuring it out. Yeah. I don't don't make me do that. <laughs> no, I agree. It's <laughs> uh, way too much thinking for a chill game. And I feel like um uh Dan and Liz, uh you both are uh, definitely not not in the casual market, but you enjoy a good story over mm-hmm. a game that, you know, it's combat driven, not even combat driven. But I don't even want to say challenges your mind because that sounds a little like negative. Like, yeah, nothing that, that makes like, us sound so lazy. <laughs> nothing that challenges <laughs> the mind. Um, I, I feel like high skill kind of thing. Like, I'm not really mm-hmm. interested in things with high yeah. skill. Yeah. You, yeah. you just want to pick up the controller like, and just we just want to play it. an experience rather than survive. Right. right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like like for me, I I really hate when I get stuck in a game personally. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. uh, like, like if I get stuck, I'm I'm gonna put it down. I'm probably not gonna pick it up for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Right, same. It's like, and I think that difficulty in games is good. Like people yeah. who who want to grind, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I want to do. Like if I'm spending my two hours on Tuesday after work playing a game, like I want to enjoy my experience instead of being mad and wishing I did something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right now on my backlog list, I'm going through um, Sekiro right now and <laughs> I'm with you where it's just like, I'm very much enjoying the game because it is a puzzle game. If you like think of it in that way, I guess, I guess I can go with any game. Like if you think about it, life is strange <laughs> is a combat game. If you really think about it. Um, but there's a lot of puzzles that go into the combat. But like you said, those two hours after work, I'm just like, uh, I like what I'm doing here, but I'd rather be playing Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know, um, no, I agree with you that like I feel like Life is Strange's audience, aside from uh, the the nuzzle, the nuzzling dough uh, once like puzzle. I, I feel like yeah. the demographic who picks up Life is Strange is looking more for a story game yeah. than a puzzle game. Yeah. I would like yeah. puzzles. I'm with you, the nuzzling dough. But that's personally me. Uh, the nuzzling dough. I'm being outnumbered right now. So if you could save like me, saying her name, the nuzzling dough. <laughs> yeah. Well, her her other one is um, marvelous mongoose. So, <laughs> um, if you could save me on Twitter at Ace the Grocer. Oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, before we go into like my other notes, um, what what else do you have your on your list, Dan? um for like just anything so, yeah anything um i guess this is probably switching gears to something you would want but mm-hmm. as uh two kind of ways i could see um like a power coming about that i think would be interesting mm-hmm. is one if you like survived a disaster so if like an earthquake hit your town or Ooh. something like that like because uh, I was trying to think of something that is traumatic where the powers could be released, but I don't really want to see someone else get shot. Um, not yeah. that they can't, not that they can't do it, but uh, I'm ready for like a yeah. different trauma. We could do without Tra- someone getting killed. Yeah, yeah, a, a different trauma experience. Um, and I guess that like, not that it can't be this way, but it does seem to be the nature of like a sudden trauma. It's not mm-hmm. um like, mm, I don't know traumatic over 10 years or something like that it's, yeah. a, it's an event they can cite yeah i got my powers at this time so i was thinking surviving in a disaster um you know earthquake or whatever like that uh, that would be traumatic for Car sure accident oh yeah yeah uh 
And then um, my other thought was maybe if you played as someone who's either like parent Mm -hmm. or maybe if you were like really close with your grandparent or something like that and they get like a terminal diagnosis Mm. and having to deal with like, oh my gosh, they are in hospice or like, you know, Mm -hmm. six months to live kind of thing. Like that would be pretty traumatic as well. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I guess stretching the social issues, you could talk about healthcare if you do that. So. Mm Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Like that goes kind of into Nikki's quote about disabilities and healthcare. Yeah. Uh because I feel like each each um uh season is kind of like going to a specific social issue. Mm-hmm. Um and it takes place in the time where that issue took place. Yeah. Like for Life is Strange 2 is about police brutality and um the rise of racism as if like racism like it hid for a while like the rise <laughs> yeah. it it was always there but i feel like in 2016 it really became yeah. prevalent mm-hmm. and that's where it took place yeah. in 2016 and that's that's kind of the thing um is uh the social issue could be healthcare cuz i think that's a hot button yeah um or even socialism versus capitalism i i think politics could play a key role yeah because it, it has before you know yeah um, I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. well, uh, Liz, what what other social issues could you could you think? Um, I think a lot on anxiety and depression. Ooh, because that's especially with our generation, it's very much talked about. Where in past older generations, that was something that was ignored, no one talked about, and we're trying as a generation to like break that mm-hmm. and make it more talked about and. That could also link into healthcare because people don't see that as a health thing. Like the older generations have a hard time. Like, why do you talk about your feelings all the time? And yeah. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think those two could go together, like healthcare and anxiety and depression. But for me, I think that's something that's big going on right now that we're trying to talk about it and make it not such a taboo topic. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. I even think the uh, social issue of um, social media versus you know, privacy rights mm. could even be um, a social issue because like um, it could take place in the time where um, I was going to say Mark Wahlberg <laughs> was it Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> we watched a Mark Wahlberg movie last night. So yeah, we watched um, what was it called Spencer confidential. Yeah, it was, it was okay. I like okay. it. It has Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but when Mark Zuckerberg was on trial, um, and it could be about like you know taking people's personal privacy and mm-hmm. uh, selling it off, like there's been games that have done that before. Yeah, I believe Watch Dogs too really like harps on that as well, mm-hmm. and social media and all that. But that doesn't mean that Life is Strange three can't even do that social issue either. Yeah. and I and I think you're um we're all right here. You know, we're we're all in the correct area right Good now. Job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think social media or just technology in general could mm. be fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I know, like in TV, like Black Mirror has that kind of covered, but uh, mm. I don't know. You could totally hit up different issues yeah. related to technology. What does technology do to people? Yeah, uh, is it changing us? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I don't know. You could you could really run with that if you wanted. Yeah, and. Um, what what was your idea again about social uh, social issues? I I lost it in my my brain area. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Uh, my my main one was healthcare. Yeah, I think I like that idea much better because, like what you said, like Black Mirror has already covered mine 
with technology. Yeah. I think there's plenty of uh, TV shows and games that cover oh, yeah. depression and anxiety. Healthcare. Yeah. Isn't really one that's there, covered. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Don't Nod would be the people to mm-hmm. really bring that into light. Yeah. And the importance of it. I, I, hmm. I, well, the problem is it depends on when they started writing the story for season three. If it's already started, they might have chosen a social issue from months ago. True. Or a year uh, ago. You know what I mean? I think oh, health. I, I just thought of another one. Sorry. Ooh, uh, uh, like uh, refugees and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Because that, that would fit with, you know, a few months ago that was even more on, yeah. but like resettling to a new place. Yeah, because that could you be have pretty to- wild. Because you have to think that season two was based in 2016. Mm-hmm. And we played right. it in 2018, 2019. And so mm-hmm. we have to think, what was the social issues in 2018? I think the refugees were... Yeah. I think that was going on in 2018, if I remember correctly. Um, Probably. 2017, yeah. 2018. It, it seems like since 2016, it's like ramped up. So yeah. that it really has a real option. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess they could theoretically go further back in time, but I feel like it would be yeah. weird to play like yeah. a game with someone who got a power before Max. I guess it could happen. Like yeah. if the, if they're their uh, Samuel Jackson or whatever who brings them together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know um, I know Nikki, like Commander Nikki, is in the camp of Rachel Amber having powers uh, before Max. Um, but by the way, she like um, interacts in before the storm and how she like affects the air. Uh, by by her shouting, yeah. Commander uh, Nikki is like yeah. definitely in the camp of like she had powers. Uh, Rachel Amber, and that's yeah. why she had the doe ghost. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, is a doe is a doe a female deer? Yes. Doe oh. a deer, a female. No, deer. I was discussing with somebody. They're like, is a doe a baby deer? I'm like, I think so. And now I it's say it literally out loud. in a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was you thinking can learn of song everything also. from songs like your coconut and lime drink. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm drinking coconut mango right I now. I know, but I'm saying <laughs> you didn't know that coconut and lime went together. There's a whole song about it. You didn't know Doe was a female deer when it's literally in a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wrapping up our conversation, I want to read this last uh, social media answer from uh, Imperfect Cosplay. Who has to say? I would say game. Uh, I would say game. I guess he means uh, a game. Uh, oh yeah, it's just blocked by stupid uh, menu button. I would say a game that is on its own again uh, with new protagonists. Not not like it's connected, uh, but its own story. However, I would like to see the story slowly interconnect mm-hmm. and understand why everyone gets their powers. Yes. And I think that's what we were talking about before, too. Yeah. I would like to see by four, by like season three or four or five, that we're starting to see how this happened and see them all intertwining. And that's why I think it kind of has to stay in the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. because that's the only way they're really all going to meet each other. Yeah. Accident, like in a storyline type of way without someone saying, hey, come here. You come here. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I get you. Um, yeah, I, I. But yeah, Dan, I really like your idea for like an interconnected MCU, mm-hmm. and I want to understand. I think we're starting to pick up different reasons why they're getting their powers. It's because of trauma well, in their yeah. lives. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love like that official canon lore. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know if it was discussed in the comics because, to be honest with you, I dropped out after issue five. I don't yeah. know if you've kept up, Dan. 
Um, I stayed till issue eight, and then once they put out the trade paperback for uh, mm. nine through twelve, I'm gonna read it. But I didn't read them issue by issue. Was there any like canon explanation of powers yet, or do you not like? Uh, uh, you meet another guy who has powers who got it in a traumatic event. Also, he saw his friend get shot in a drug deal. Oh um, snap! So, mm. I, the comic seems to run with the yeah. Uh, the origin. But I think the problem is you can't go off the comic because the comic came after the game. Like yeah, the comic I don't is think based the comic's on really the game, canon. So it's yeah, not but like it's in MCU. the same universe though. Yeah, but it's not in it's not like the MCU where the comics came and then they made movies after them. It's it's based off of the game. So yeah, the game but, is what's canon. But it's an extended universe, almost like um the Star Wars books which are <clears throat> hot garbage by the way. Um I'm going to ignore the comic books. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Um well, that's why I ignore the Star Wars books because, um, again, <clears throat> clear my throat here. They're hot garbage, oh, but not like Darth Bane. If you haven't read Darth Bane yet, the uh, Darth Bane trilogy, mm, uh, Mamma Mia. Okay. What a spicy meatball. Um, but yeah, um, any any other thoughts about um, Life is Strange three? What we what we wish from it? Um, um, I'm I'm just gonna read. Oh wait, uh, Dan, what do you think? Do you have any other thoughts? Um, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I kind of think that Life is Strange in itself sort of has two universes that exist because you've got your Deck Nine Before the Storm kind of crew Mm -hmm. that I would say is sort of different from Life is Strange 1 and 2 Mm -hmm. or, yeah, kind of deal. So I I wouldn't really be surprised if we get like um, another Deck Nine game that is... Life is strange, but you could also have no powers. It could just be Arcadia Bay stories mm-hmm. more so. But then don't nod continuing the kind of MCU version. So I kind of think you could end up in a spot where there's almost two versions of Life is Strange, where one, it's like the superpower heavy, yeah, you know, ho- hopefully comes together. But then the other version where it's kind of the deck nine, um, the characters we already know and love and tell more of their stories kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, so I kind of see them uh, as separate entities and like almost that mm. Life is Strange 1 is like a starting canon place for lots mm-hmm. of things. The comics being another offshoot, but like, sure, yeah. Um, like Life is Strange 1 in one sense is the only thing that's canon kind of. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So I guess like what we're all picking up here, our ideal Life is Strange 3. Uh, I, I was going to say something else. Our, our ideal Life is Strange 3. Um, we want, do we want control of the powers? We don't want to. Yeah. We, we want control yeah. of the powers again. Uh, and the power I think we're all agreeing with is uh, either mind reading or even further mind control later on in the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect way to bring mm-hmm. it all together. It needs to be set in Ireland because no one likes France. <laughs> I say neat. I said if it was to be in another country, I would choose Ireland. Yeah, but we're all thinking that like it should be connected to the Pacific so- yeah. Northwest because that's where the canon is. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to be in like a global setting, kind of like going to Ireland, yeah. and people still have mm-hmm. these powers. It's not just the Pacific Northwest. It's not yeah. just in the but water I would wait of Seattle. To do that in like four or five. Four or five. I wouldn't yeah. do that in three. Sure. I'd love to see the Ireland animation, so I'm with you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, so we would want to, ideally, we would want it still set in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Germany and France. Um, and uh, the social issue, most likely healthcare, because I think that's yeah super original. Yeah. Um, 
And we definitely, um, what else did we decide? Oh, we definitely want the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like episodes, like they have to stay into fruition because. Yeah. Especially yep. as us adults with full-time jobs. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I think that's definitely more fair. And um, brand new characters, I, I think we're, we're thinking. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely brand new characters and possibly two playable characters for couch co-op. I think that's a good idea. Eh. Have you played a way out yet, uh, Dan? Uh, I have not. Or I, mm. I started it, actually. I've played a little bit of it and I like yeah. what I've played so far. I like what a way out does in the way of like there's two there's two characters and you don't have to, but they can jump in as that second character. Like someone else could jump in as Daniel or mm-hmm. someone could jump in as uh, your partner or, or, or like Gears of War 5, two characters, but in the same story. Oh, that no, would be fantastic. Oh, no, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, that would be fantastic. The way Gears of War, uh, Gears of War 5, or I, I'm sorry, Gears 5. Whatever. They called it Gears 5 because it, it was a <laughs> stupid reason. <laughs> like, um, But you, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay, it's... um. We don't have time to explain this, but Gears 5, if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think this is a good ideal Life is Strange 3. Um, especially, I like the idea of healthcare being one like yeah. one of the social issues that's picked up because I don't think that's talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, this sounds like a good game. I would play it. <laughs> yeah. Square Enix, come on. Uh, don't know. Yeah, like we literally just gave you your whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Story credits. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure that Raul Barbe, uh, like he listens to us, like our uh, both of our podcasters, and just trying to write down notes, like what yeah. should we write about next? I'm pretty sure he does that. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure. if any of these elements are in the next game, yeah, I'll... I will be like, oh my gosh, she listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can wrap up our conversation here. This was a good yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Good job, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Life is Strange 3, we did it. Woo! <laughs> Game designers, here we come. <laughs> but, uh, Dan, I want to thank you again for coming on uh, this week's um, on this week's podcast. Uh, where can we find you on social media, by the way? How can we follow you? Yeah, uh, thanks again for having me on. This is awesome. Really fun to uh, talk Life is Strange 3 with you guys. Uh, for sure. And yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at StoryEverPod. That's uh, where we're most active for sure. Uh and then our website is thegreateststoryeverplayed.com. You can get all our episodes there. Um, and yeah, as we've talked about, we do a lot of story-driven games. So stuff like Life is Strange and mm-hmm. uh, lots of other stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, definitely listen to his podcast. Uh, if, you, if you love just discussing specific video games, that's the podcast to go to. So definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, Dan, again, thank you so much. It's been a blast. Um, even though you didn't back me up, you more backed up Liz. You know, I still forgive you. But, uh, but this is a really good episode. So uh, thanks again for listening to uh, this week's episode. Uh, you can, again, follow us on uh, Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram. Games Groceries all one word. And we thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope to catch you next week. Have a great week. Bye. See ya.